When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode 233 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Kevin. He burped directly into the microphone. Fuck you. Preemptively. Um, so before I, didn't, we, I didn't burp directly into I, the microphone. Uh, close enough. You Microphone adjacent. You know, our fucking harshest critic there. Dickweed. <laughs> um, so I was on my way home from work today. I had to... I kind of took the long way to get out of the city because I don't like driving through the city. It makes me fucking angry. Um, so I was on a two lane section of the road and I see your vehicle in front of me. And I was like, sweet. So I roll up next to it. Same color, same make model, all that. And I just out the passenger side window with the middle finger. And I look over and this is little old man. (laughs) And he Uh. was not impressed. (laughs) Um, so not looking for confrontation. I just drove off real fast. I didn't wave or nothing. I just boop, just took off. Yep. I was like, shit. That's he would have kicked your ass. That's the wrong Honda, man. That's <laughs> got the wrong guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm that was no, fun. Mine's uh, you know, there's nothing to set mine apart. From no, anything else. it's and there's so many of them. There's so many of them, like exactly identical to yours, in the area. I blend the fuck in. Yeah. My truck, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of them that look like it, but I think mine's the only one that has black rims. So that's the only thing they can really notice. No, I notice you because you got that, that fucking flowing mane. No, what I'm saying is like, if you see the truck, you don't, you know, I, there's a couple that are identical to mine, except they don't have the black rims on it. And they also don't have you behind the steering right. wheel. That looks but I mean, like- if you see it like up the road in traffic, you, you don't think anything because I don't put stickers on my truck. I took the dealership stickers off my truck. I took the dealership plate brackets off my truck. But unless you ask where I bought it, you don't know. And I don't put any stickers to distinguish my vehicle from anybody else's on it because I just don't do that. I have no stickers on mine. You know? That's no dealer. They didn't put those on. I don't even have any like personal stickers on mine. They didn't put they didn't have plates things that for the dealership. Oh, yeah. ours, ours does. <clears throat> nope. So I would uh if they put like, you know, one of those couple of stickers on for the company i've been like take it off so i had mine removed and then the first time i had it washed the someone from there said oh there's no sticker on this truck he bought it here and they had it put back on and i was like i walked out and i was like nah 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 nah, nah. let's take that off so i went back to recon and they took it off again <laughs> no yeah. don't need that that's fine thanks <clears throat> now we get the other asshole that says it's bitching because 
You're taking too long. Just get to the fucking episode. We're like fucking two minutes in. I know. Relax. But that's two minutes that, you know. Relax. That they, they they couldn't, you know. There There's motherfuckers that do podcasts. Like, there's one I've tried to listen to multiple times. And it seems like it could be good. I just can't. Because they're like... Yeah, it's like an hour and a half long podcast, which is fine. I'm okay with that because I've got plenty of time to listen while I'm at work. But when the first hour is them just kind of shooting the shit, and then the like last half an hour is just is the information, eh? No, can't do it. You got to mix it together. Yeah, you got to bullshit mix... with your information. Exactly. You can't. You know. You got to mix your bullshit in with your your bullshit. And I I'd, I'd like to think that on our five year mark for episodes, which is this one, we've learned how to do that pretty decently. You know, yeah, we go on tangents and shit. Kind of part of the deal. But yeah, this is, it was either this week or last week is our five year, five year episode, but we're five years sober, bitches. No, oh. not even close. Whoops. <laughs> Damn. All right. Fine. No, we've been, we've been just fucking treading water for five years, buddy. You know it. We've done, we've done all right. I mean, it's been some speed bumps here and there, but. You know, it's it is what it is. But anyway, what is it that we're talking about? Well, this week we are talking about. Well, if you listen to Patreon, you would know. Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows podcast. Five dollars a month gets you access to an extra episode every week. You know it. Goddamn bitches. Right. <clears throat> um, we're talking about a cult. Neat. I'm not gonna classify this in in the same category as all the other cults. Is this I've a covered. fun cult? No. Well, sort of. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I mean, if you like sex, yes. Okay. Cool. Um, but it's not like a you know we're gonna like beat the shit out of your kids cult. No, not one of those cults. Interesting. Thank you. This is more. Um, like this is like uh bring your wife but i'm the only one that can fuck anybody kind of cult yeah yeah that's my kind of thing yeah I, I, like how uh how fucking uh the branch davidians were for a little bit yes how uh uh people's temple got there for a minute yeah Aunt hill kids without the fucking grossness yeah uh yeah, I mean, they were, you know, it was more like, you know, the 70s. Oh, so it was just gross, Free gross love, sex. You know, Ugh. I mean, everybody should be with everybody, utopia bullshit. It just smelled like feet and body lice. We'll get into it. Oh. Okay. So full disclosure, <laughs> I have to redirect myself for next week because I, I forgot you were doing a cult. <laughs> and the thing I was looking at, it was like, oh, we haven't done a cult in a while. Maybe I'll try it. So, he dipshit. all good. Shit happens, man. I told you I was doing one, but that's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I also it work happens. 40 hours a week and then have a kid here. I I can't remember what I put on for fucking shoes this morning, my man. Hey, <laughs> you know, it's, it's life. It is. It is a song. That's life. Yep. That's what all the people say. <clears throat> yes. Get shot down in June and something in May or something. You fucked that up I don't completely. know. That's okay. Fuck it. You're not Italian enough to have fucking Frank Sinatra stuff memorized. You are, I get it. I'm not. <laughs> You're more Italian I've than me. I've proved it. Wait, I've whatever. proved that I'm not. I think there's a mix-up. 
It's Spanish, so it's like my, close. My DNA hasn't you're been like relevant. You're like the touch hole cousin. Hasn't been relevant in centuries, so you're the touch hole cousin. It's okay. I mean, you know, we both one one thing we do have in common is the fucking frog. Yeah, and the Irish. I definitely have the Irish. Yep. Speaking <sighs> of which, man, we we missed out. I got banned from Facebook, so I couldn't share my all my IRA posts on. Uh, on St. Patrick's Day. I'll have to save them for Easter, I Even guess, now. they don't celebrate, I, I, uh, you know, celebrate uh, St. Patty's Day. Doesn't matter, day. man. Dead paratroopers are dead paratroopers. That's true. <laughs> anyway, um, so for this week, we're discussing sex cult, basically, is what it, what it is. Uh, it's called the Oneida Community. They had a couple more other names. Um, at their height, they had more than 60,000 people. That would actually come to the community. <laughs> um, this, this was in the period of 1860. Oh, you meant C-O-M-E. Okay. Yeah. Good. Never not, mind. Not, not, no. If they did, though. Um, these groups would consist of church groups, journalists, to the likes, um, and others such as the likes of Susan B. Anthony and the Secretary of State for Abraham Lincoln, William Seward, who would not mistaken he was actually shot on the same night that lincoln was shot it's conspiracy yes i still find it hard to believe people had sex in the mid 1800s they just didn't seem like they were into it they had the sex you know they had all the sex it was more of a chore than a you know well than really really being into it yeah i mean unless you're benjamin franklin that was back a little bit further he was having all this that dude was throwing dick everywhere he he was fucking yeah like i mean he was Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, he invented a couple of venereal diseases. He probably invented some sex positions. Yeah, probably. I guarantee it. He went to India and he's like, "Listen, I don't think I, he went to India." But shut he up. Went, he went, he went to, to India and he's he like, "I'm going to explain. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you some shit." Okay. Both of you take your mustaches and Kama just push them together. Kama sutra my ass. <laughs> I'll show you. This is the Benz. Fucking Kama. <laughs> Kama Benny is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the community would greet these guests with just about the same just about the same as any other cult they would treat them with respect and well we all know is just to get people interested and so that they would join the, right the, the group yeah um, unless it's you know 12 tribes and they just take your shit and make you work for them making bread and stuff true you know and these folks even these had kidnapping potato whatever yeah, whatever you know these folks even had their neighbors fooled their neighbors would say that this group uh, were as generous, industrious, and honest neighbors as any other neighbor could be. They liked to talk and show off about their group. They would, what I mean by sh- doing this while talking and showing off is that they would uh, send letters to newspapers of the time, and they would say that their uh, ultimate goal was to have everyone in the world be a part of their society. Fucking duck and cover. They're coming in the commies. Dude, there's fucking feds in my backyard. I hear I, them. I told you we shouldn't have talked about that fucking episode. I'm oh. five buttons away, man. Wait. It was on Patreon, so they it had was. to pay they for it. They had to it. for it. Uh-oh. Is that the front door? <laughs> They're going away. Maybe that's just a skyship to see if we're in the, the room. They're going to know, man. All I know is I just got to start yelling for Alexa to play Fortunate Son in Thon. (laughs) Uh, 
Goddamn right. Uh, so the the center of this whole community was a man by the name of John Humphrey Noyes. Uh, he is another one of those guys that unfortunately, hump noise. huh? Hump noise. Oh, yes, hump noise. Uh, he's another one of those guys that unfortunately Vermont has to claim uh, as one of its own. Don't really want to, but we have to. Um, he was not what uh what we want to be to have to be uh, you know, as one of the people that we have to claim, but. Whatever. People also throw fucking Howard Dean and Bernie Sanders on us, too, and neither one of them are our fault. No. Uh, he was born here on September 3rd of 1811 in Brattleboro, um, which is, for everybody that doesn't know, Brattleboro is in the southwestern or southeastern side of the state. Yep. It's the second to last town um, on that side. It's where you can go to buy heroin and also to get off of heroin. Yes. So. Yes. Uh he was the son of a well-to-do New England businessman. Noyes graduated from Dartmouth College, which is in Hanover, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. It is an Ivy League college. Yep. Um, and seemed bound for a legal career. His shyness was so paralyzing that he stammered and stuttered through his first court appearance. Now, I'd stop because I did not know that Dartmouth actually had a um, legal program there. They're an knew. Ivy League school. Yeah, I just never knew that. I don't know. I thought you went there to be a doctor because no, they dude, have a, like they have a doctor. They every, have a they have a hospital associated with it. Every Ivy League school has all of that shit. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just I just associate them with it as being a doctor. You know, being a hospital school. That's it. You I didn't know? even go to college, and I knew that. Well, I didn't know that. So, Mister Fucking Fourteen Years in College, whatever. Wasn't fourteen, but nine, whatever. No, nope, wasn't that either. <laughs> Seven. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any more guesses? Uh, six. No. Oh, man, it was five and a half, wasn't it? Uh, no. I'm not talking cumulatively. I mean, from the time you started to the time you got done. That's like seven years, dude. You could have been a doctor. Wait a minute. I took time off. So That's what I'm saying. I don't care. That doesn't, I it, mean, it, that doesn't I took that like five years off. So it's like over ten, but I still took five years off. From school. A fucking master's degree with that. No, you can't. Well, you say I could have, actually. I could have had four. Yeah. It's just well, like your professor said, doesn't yeah. apply himself. <laughs> no, they never said that. Um, <laughs> I got that a lot in high school. <laughs> so, like I said, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that they had a law degree. Law, well, now you program. do, and you also feel bad about yourself because I'm a bad friend. No, I don't feel bad about myself because I know for a fact that I did apply myself. But I'm also a bad friend, though. So. Nah, you're just being a, a dick. That's fine. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> I've come to deal with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It's one of your um, redeeming qualities. It is. You know, asshole. Yeah. You know. But I at least do it in fun. You know, I'm not one of these people that thinks being a giant asshole intentionally to everybody is a, a good, like, personal quality. I just do it for fun. Yeah. Well. Okay. Crushingly, I can't read my own fucking writing. I know. Crushingly self-conscious, he felt uh, felt daunted by by life's uncertainties until he fought uh, until the fall of eighteen thirty one. Reli- and this is when uh, there was a big thing happening during um, this period of time, and it was religious revivals ah, yes. kicking off. Yes. Uh, let's see. So religious revivals were 
inflaming the New England area during that year mm-hmm. of 1831. Farmers, backwoodsmen, uh, and frontier families flocked to these fr- frenzied festivals. Yeah. Then they had to move south for the winter because their tents were not uh, not well insulated. They were doing a lot of wailing, jumping, barking, and speaking in tongues and ecstatic expressions of salvation. On uh, John Humphrey had little interest in these displays, but after attending a four-day meeting, he felt transformed, dedicating himself to God. He left the law and entered the Andover Theological Seminary in Massachusetts. Oh, Jesus. Uh, he soon found it too high-bound for his religious zeal, and so he transferred to Yale Divinity School. And, uh, it was more of a liberal uh, theologian there named uh, Nathaniel Taylor, who urged him to seek out his own truth, even, quote, if it carries you over Niagara Falls. Funky. Keeping, keep... I mean, that was about the same time where people were intentionally going over Niagara Falls in barrels and shit. But this was close to a period where, um, okay, a little offside tangent because we're, you know, you're talking about going off because it's barrels. what we do here. Um, <clears throat> so the book that I read or listened to for most of this, um, was called uh, Assassin, Assassin in Utopia. It's by Susan Wells. Uh, I said on the po- on the Patreon episode, good book, just couldn't stand the narrator. Okay? She just kind of, I was like, Blah. Eh. Yeah, I mean, she tried too hard. Mm-hmm. You know? But, um, <sighs> the only criticism I have of the book is that it has too many, uh, tangents it goes on to. Like, there's like a lot of them. Wait a minute. It's it's like it talks about... That's um, what we do here. No, this one... But this is like... <laughs> um, We're kind of staying... I'm kind of I'm kind of staying relevant with this because I'm talking about the topic. And I try... Well, like, my research into the topic because it kind of gives, like, the back behind the curtain for everybody. Yeah. Because, like, this was... Like, I... I don't know. I kind of, like, felt myself going, okay, get to the fucking... Po- get back to... The whole story. Right. Get back to it, please, so I can, you know, finish my research portion of this. Because, I mean, actually, out of this book, I gained – I had Patreon episode and I had um, this episode, mm-hmm. but which was cool. But, um, no, like, the um, – like, they went on a tangent about, like, uh, the Fox sisters. Ah, Okay. And on um, spiritualism stuff, spiritualism and like, yeah, I, there was some stuff I found out in there, like how, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, she's um, crow. I can't think of his name. God damn it. Um, that may be the most Vermont thing you've ever said on the show too. What? Jesus and crow. We're that's us. Like nobody else does that. Oh, you know. hear people say it in other states, you're like, how long were you there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn it, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, Harry Houdini? No, oh. no, no, no. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. God damn it, it's, this is going to bug me. He uh, he actually lived in Vermont for a while. 
Um, God damn it. He was the owner of the New York Post. I can't think of the guy's fucking name. It's bugging me. But whatever. I'll move on. He, John Noyes actually, like, began to write to him. Mm. Well, then they kind of took off from there. I know I'm going to fucking think of it soon. But um, anyway. Uh, oh, Horace Greeley. I have it written in my oh. notes. Horace Greeley, okay, who who lived in uh, a town called Pulteney, which is to the west, southwest. We both lived in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they um, – he wrote to them, and then, well, they kind of went on a tangent with Horace Greeley on how um, he kind of helped the um, – was helping, like, the political party, the Republican Party, and how – he wrote different things, and then his he had a kid that died, and then his him and his wife got into spiritualism. So then they kind of like went off on a tangent on that, mm-hmm. um, which I was like, okay, fine, whatever, you know, I, I don't care. But it's just kind of a little bit nonsense to, to talk about that. And then all of a sudden they get into, they got into like, um, some other guy who did some things. Well, kind of like you're talking about going over a barrel. Um, in Niagara Falls, right. this happened to be this guy jumped off of, what is it, the Brooklyn Bridge when it was first built, um, and he jumped off that. Pretty not smart idea, by the no, way. No, and then but then he also jumped off of Niagara Falls, survived that. Uh, Idiot. You know, kind of like a whole bunch of stuff that he did because he kept trying to go higher and higher, and um, it was it was just kind of like a little bit of that kind of stuff. That was kind of thrown in, but it was an interesting book. I'll say that. If anybody wants to to listen to it, you know, or read it, go ahead and do it. Um, but we'll get back to this before everybody's like, "Come on, just get back to the fucking story." Yeah, because we went on a tangent about a tangent, so yeah. we've we've gone yeah full circle. Um, so he uh, you know, hooked up with Nathaniel Tyler, uh, Taylor, and through study and revelation, Noe's found and announced his truth. That he was a perfect human, incapable of sin. Oh, shit. We got one of them. Yes. God, he said, gave him special protection. But his fellow students declared him crazy, and Yale nearly expelled him. He was stripped of his license to preach, but Noyes began traveling to promote his gospel. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not a Christian of any of any variety, but I'm pretty sure that ever they're supposed to believe in the whole original sin thing and that we're all committing sin at any point willy-nilly. Yeah. And you're, like, supposed to be redeemed or whatever, but... Yeah, well... So this dude's fucking crazy is what we're getting at. Sort of. Um, in the winter of 1835, the 23-year-old set out to uh, win converts in Massachusetts. When he arrived in uh, Brimfield with a fellow preacher by the name of Simon Lovett, the free-thinking religious uh, inflamed townspeople... Welcomed them with rare enthusiasm. Hmm. One young woman, inspired by Noise's shining gray eyes and expressive manner, kissed him seductively when he said goodnight. Oh, Jesus. Then she showed him her ankle? No. Oh, uh, Jesus. He we, pan- yeah, we, didn't, we didn't get... He got panicked by her uh, her advances because he was very shy. Yeah. And Noise, uh, still blushingly shy, fled that night from Brinfield. Uh, telling no one that he was going to leave, and he went through the snow 
that and it was blowing, you know, beat hell. Yeah. And was super deep. 60 miles north in temperatures below zero to his family's farm in Putney. Yep. Which is, I mean, it's still I mean, southern Vermont. It could it could potentially be below zero in Putney in fucking August, so. Well, I mean, not It's really. one of those places. They just got electricity there recently, too. Uh, now, Simon Lovett, on the other hand, stayed, okay? Because he didn't, I mean, he was there still. He didn't realize that. Right. Uh, that uh, noise had left. And one night, two young women uh, named Mary Lincoln and Maria Brown slipped into the preacher's bed to test the power of her, their faith. Oh, shit. They aimed to prove they're going to re- Eiffel Tower this priest. Yeah. They, pla- <laughs> they aimed to prove their religious seal by showing that the spirit could always win over physical passion. Predictably, however, noises later, a later recounted uh, flesh triumphed over spirit the sexual scandal that resulted infamously known as the brimfield bundling was so explosive that mary lincoln fled to the mountainside stripped off her clothes and pled to god not to set brimfield afire the whole whole of episode was blamed on noise even though he was some 60 miles away in Vermont, mm-hmm. and hadn't taken a part in the whole thing at all. Well, this other poor man seems like he's been sexually assaulted by he two was. ladies. He definitely was, but you it know. was Noise's fault. Now, Noise would choose to embrace this, and over the next two years, he would begin to preach his own radical theology to others. Also, with that, he actually declared that he wasn't going to follow any... Um, particular religion anymore ah you know mainstream religion he was gonna basically do his own thing uh when women that he when a woman that he loved married another he was so so filled with envy and anguish and would declare when god's will was done marriage and sexual uh exclusiveness guilt and jealous jealousy would no longer exist on earth Okay. In a holy community, quote unquote. He would declare that this to a friend in the letter. In the same letter, he would also say, quote, There is no more reason why sexual intercourse shall be restrained by law than why eating and drinking should be. And there is a little occasion for shame in the case as the other. Jesus. Yeah, he's loud. He's having fun, though, man. He's living his best life yeah. out there. Uh, his declaration was published in 1837 to widespread outrage, but Noyes threatened to shout his new theology from the rooftops. He said, quote, I care nothing for reputation, he said, and vowed never to join any religious group again. Right. Unless I was acknowledged as leader. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Mm-hmm. That tracks. That's how you start a cult. Yes. You go, I like religion, but I don't like your religion. I have to do my own thing. Yes. And then I also need to plow your wife. And everybody else's wife. It, correct. I, that's that's, the, that's the base plate that you give everybody when you sit down to interview them for the cult. Like, listen, I got to do it, man. You can't do it because I'm the savior. 
and just uh, you can't you can't do it anymore. True. It's up to me. <laughs> In 1838, he would uh, become, actually get married. He would marry a disciple of his by the name of Mary Holton. Uh, their marriage told her, uh, their marriage he told her would be open and unsentimental. They would uh, each be uh, ent- entirely free to love other people. Yep. Okay. Yep. But, Until she brings a dude home. <laughs> Uh, but Harriet and heiress would be able to f- uh, finance this passion for public uh, publishing and religious doctrine. The newlyweds spent their honeymoon in Albany, New York. Wow. Purchasing a printing press. What a fucking destination. Yes. Right, what do you go to Albany for now? Arby's? Uh, Popeye's that you may get stabbed in. And I think they have a mall there. Crossgates. Yeah. And Popeye's is in Troy. Same difference. You can get stabbed in either one. True. So as early as 1834... Are we really going to compare if fucking Troy and Albany are better than each other? No. No, they both suck. No, I I agreed. I said true. Yeah. You know. Because that's like, you're getting down to that part of New York where it's like, oh, you guys should be your own state from here south because y'all suck. And then everybody from here up are like us, just rednecks and shit. You know, anybody that considers Albany upstate New York is fucking wrong. They've clearly never been to like Plattsburgh or, you know, uh, what the hell was the other Messina where you can like spit and hit Canada. Mm -hmm. That's upstate. Saranac Lake. Yeah, that's upstate. Yeah. Uh, As early as 1834, he had published a monthly uh, in a monthly article in New Haven called uh, the Perfectionist. It quickly attracted more than 500 subscribers. Three years later, he launched a new uh, new paper, The Witness, in upstate New York. But he distributed only a few issues. Now, then he would they would actually go back to Putney. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Harriet uh, planned to ignite the new religious revival through the printed word. Noise recruited three of his eight siblings to help uh, with the publication and attracted a small little, you know, following following. Yeah. yeah. Within five years, he had more than uh, 30 disciples who drafted and signed a quote statement of principles. Okay. Ah, cult contract. Yeah. John noise. They pledged quote, is the father and overseer whom the Holy Ghost has set over the family thus constituted to John Noyes, blank, 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 you know, whoever, we submit ourselves in all things. That's odd. Yeah. I don't. Two followers, Mary and George Cragen, agreed to join John and Harriet Noyes in a group marriage. Um, other converts uh, soon follow their lead. Oh, it's gonna smell so bad. Yeah. Although the arrangement were open, were open secret. Townspeople in Putney were outraged. Yeah. After Mary <clears throat> Cragen gave birth to Noises twin, two twin, uh, Noises twins, Victor and Victoria. And oh, th- get the fuck out of here! Yes. Name. Oh, what an asshole! Uh, authorities learned about the group's conjugal customs in October 
1847, Noyes was arrested and charged with adultery and fortification. Mm. Fearing violence, he fled uh, fled the village. He Weeks later, he found refuge in central New York. Right Hereby place you under arrest for fucking mm. someone that ain't your wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a follower named Jonathan Burt. Uh, he, he wasn't actually a follower when he arrived there. He actually took, like, uh, got to know him or whatever, and then took him in and said, hey, listen, you know, I like what you're, what you're talking about. Kind of cool. Kind of like another guy that we'll, uh, I'll kind of go into a little bit. Funny story. I went to school with a Jonathan Burt, and he's a good shit. Also mm-hmm. not in a cult. No, that's good. Yep. He was like one of five kids that graduated from Whiting Elementary School before he went to high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, is that high school? Is the, the fucking elementary school is the size of my house. It's we. Yeah, I'm close. Yeah, they got like 12 kids there. It might be a little bigger. Yeah. Maybe. But I mean. It's got a way better playground than my house. They don't so. have any goddamn kids there anymore. No? It, well, they have a daycare there, but. Ah. Uh, there's no kids that go there as far as elementary school goes. Yeah, surprising. Surprising we took this long, actually. Um, well, it's been like that for a couple of years now. Mm. Um, Jonathan Burt was the owner of a sawmill on Oneida Creek. Burt had uh, read about and passionately embraced Noise's theology, as I said. Of course, he wants to fuck everybody, too. Um, he invited the Putney group to settle on, on land adjoining the his 40 acres of uh, fields and woodland. The property once uh, owned by the Oneida tribe had a barn and a primitive cabin on 23 rolling acres. Noyes purchased the land for $500 and summoned his devoted band. Well, back then, $500 was a lot. It was a lot of money back then, yeah. Yeah. Then in March of 1848, his wife Harriet and Mary and George Cragen arrived by train at the Oneida Depot. They were not the first to find fertile prospects in upstate New York. This was uh, kind of a hotbed of eccentric theology. Um, and this is kind of like where they kind of went into a whole bunch of them, and I kind of will touch on a few. So in 1776, an English woman named Anne Lee had settled near Albany with a few followers. This one was a little bit nutty. Uh, she claimed she was the female embodiment of a bisexual god, and her <laughs> disciples committed uh, to complete celibacy. Now you could have you could have also just changed that year to twenty twenty three, and I would have believed that someone on the internet has said that Probably. about themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen some videos, man, of people like, no, if you read the Bible real close, you can definitely tell that Jesus was transgender. And you go, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like you do you, but I don't understand where this is fucking coming from. Uh huh. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Very true. You know, uh, he wasn't transgender. He also wasn't white. So let's just get that. We'll clear that up. He was a probably looked like he should be running like a Seven Eleven or something. But he weren't. He, he weren't white. He didn't uh, look like fucking you know Obi Wan Kenobi in the Star no. Wars episodes one, two, and three. Definitely but, not. Uh, no. Uh, so the sect known as the Shakers grew from the nine original members oh, Jesus. to 6,000 in the 1840s. Also, during this period, another little group popped up in 
around about the same area as Oneida. The somewhere fucking Mennonites. Nope. Oh. <clears throat> no, you're close with the M. Mormons. The Mormons. Mormons are good folks, though. They're all uh, right. John Smith. He yeah. who was from Vermont. We yep. had to claim him. And so was uh, Brigham Young. Yep. Uh, John Smith had actually gone out to western New York to, uh, I don't know, what was it, to like... Read his tablets. <laughs> no, he actually to hunt for treasure and said he claimed to have found tablets that were like the lost tablets of of the I don't know Bible or some shit like that yep. and, and but they were in a different different language. Yeah, of course. And he somehow was able to what to decipher them. Yeah, he had like a lens that he could read them in his hat with something. I yeah. don't know. I mean, he was told, you know, I think he had a conversation with some, with somebody and that, you know, was an alien. It was a white Native American that came to him in his sleep. Uh, maybe. Yep. Possibly. Actually, I've got a couple of books about the world's scariest Mormon that I'm going to do an episode on at some point in time. Um, Motherfucker was crazy. He, uh, and so, like, he, this is basically where, and he, so he came up with the whole, you know, polygamy and. Everything else, the Mormon church came out of that. Not all of them do that. Only the only the gross ones do that shit. Regular Mormons just get married and have like 38 kids. Possibly. And they're good folks. Um, it's so, the FLDS guys you got to watch out for. Because they'll send their like fucking white shirt with a pen in the pocket and black tie assassins after you. Regular mm. Mormons are fine. Yeah. They're polite. She, we had some that showed up at our door, and Shelby was here by herself, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm not real interested." And they're like, "Oh, that's fine. Have a great day," and they just walked off. You know, like the Jehovah's Witnesses, where they'll fucking harass you for it. I mean, probably like the another ones that people would know more of would be the Mennonites, and they would, you know, you would know the Quakers. Mennonites are just the Amish with electricity, sorta, and cars. Yeah. Um, but the Amish, and then everybody knows, you know, if you don't know the Amish, well, I mean, they're just, uh... Baked goods like a motherfucker from the Amish, though. They do. Um, but the, the Amish are, uh, they're not kind of like these groups. They're kind of more, uh, like this one I'm talking about and some of the other cults that we've talked about, because they're really not a cult. They just, no. be they just believe in, the. The Bible stringently. Yeah. And they speak, um, they speak Dutch. Yep. But they speak a, it's like a lower form of Dutch that really isn't used. Yeah. So, but they, Only uh, they use it. Like you, they can go from Amish community to Amish community, yeah. basically anywhere in the country and be able to communicate. Yeah. And they don't like it when you, they, like, they allow you to have what, a, a week. They yeah. call it Rom Spring. Yeah, you're allowed to just go fucking buck wild and like play pinball and stuff. Um, well, there's some people I'm trying to explain for some people who don't know, like Ben and stuff that that don't know, you know, the Amish. Some people that don't live around here, yeah. they're like, hey, no, what the I, fuck I, I, that's those? what I'm saying is like they they go fucking hog wild. They like go to fast food restaurants and shit like that. And yeah, I mean, they're kind of a little more. They party, man. They get down. They're a little bit lax up here, a little bit. You know, I mean, they kind of. I mean, I've seen them like in downtown Rutland mm -hmm. before. Um, I've Big city. Hey, <laughs> I saw them at the fucking Great Escape. That was with man. I want to see them at the water park. That'd be they great. They were. Ah! 
They were. They were on the um the Raging River. The Raging River. They they were on the Raging River. They went all of them. I think even mom and dad were on it. I, I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, I mean, I was like, holy shit, they're gonna get fucking cooled the fuck down if they get one of these one of those waterfalls because they had, you know. Well, the problem is if they fall in, they'll sink with all the wool. It just absorbs water and it'll drown them. Yeah. You know. I mean, but. Yeah, they, they, they've kind of up here, though, like, they're kind of lax, but they're not really like, I mean, they're one of the ones that like they feel that if you take your picture, they take you take their picture. You're stealing their soul. Yeah. Uh, they have horse and buggy. My uncle doesn't like them because they they shit in his parking lot. <laughs> their horses. Yeah. yeah. And they he he doesn't like them because they don't pay. Brother Hezekiah doesn't carry a shovel. Brother Hezekiah also doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, kind of. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But there's just kind of like bunch of the groups that kind of came yeah. around. Um, I think maybe the the Amish and Quake. Well, Quakers were here. Quakers were here for a while. A while. I mean, I think the Amish were too. Probably. Maybe. Um. But the re- the region was a uh, was so aflame w- w- with religious fever that it was later called the Burnover District. But social and religious experiments had bloomed across the country after the War for Independence. The revolution had shattered institutions and traditions. Charismatic leaders filled the void with new imaginative social cultures. Um. In America's new democracy, any man could do pretty much as he pleased, declared the New York Tribune's founder, Horace Greeley. Yep. The individual was the world, said philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson. And almost every uh, reading man had a, quote, a draft of a new community in his pocket. Um, Inspired by faith in, in freedom, in freedom, Sorry, inspired by faith in free, in freedom and divine revelation, Americans launched more than uh, seventeen utopian experiments between eighteen hundred and eighteen sixty. Jesus, and this particular one happens to be one of them. And also during this time, uh, I will I am going to do this for an episode. I don't know if it'll be an actual episode or if it will be a Patreon. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do one on uh, uh, end of times, uh, uh, like doomsday cults. Yeah, no, 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 no. Ends of end of time, um, like uh, predictions. Predictions. Ah, like there's so oh, there's so fu- many, and they're all wrong. <laughs> there's so fucking many. We actually had a group close to us, like right across the border, that had one. Really? Mm-hmm. Who was that? Uh, I can't think of the group, but they're, they're like literally across the border. Well, like right into like Whitehall or some shit. Yeah, like huh. I mean, when I say like you can throw you as soon as you get across the border, right? You make a fucking right. You go down the road, make a fucking left, go up the road a little bit. It's maybe as a crow flies, five hundred yards. So it's in like Hampton, basically. Uh, yeah, it is oh, Hampton. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, they have like a church and everything. They had, oh, Jesus. you know, but they had like it was some shit happened. Like they predicted, oh, hey, this is 
their 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 follower, their leader, predicted, oh, this shit was gonna happen during this period of time because they, um, they like, started off there and then they went to like, I don't know, was it Benson or something, and then then they had gone to Fairhaven and. Well, I mean, if you go to Benson, you might as well have just witnessed the end of time because there's nothing there. Not there in this time. This time I mean, was... like now. I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. It's... Hard times. There's like six people and a farm there now. Different things happen, though. I mean, during that time, Benson was a little more different. Um, Fair enough. So, so uh, in 1848, uh, John Noyes was uh, John Noyes's world on Oneida Creek was bleak and frigid. Frigid. After they arrived by a sled at his gruesome homestead, Harriet. And the Craigans moved into the log hut with its uh, single room, but soon uh, built shelters for families who followed from New York, Vermont, and Massachusetts. By the end of the year, there were 87 men, women, children uh, in the new community. Okay. Together, they constructed a three-story mansion with sleeping quarters for 100 people. The bedrooms were still unfinished in December, so the whole community moved into a 30 by 30 uh, 5 foot room on the second floor. They divided the space into 12 compartments, flimsily uh, separated by hanging sheets. Neighbors whispered about the group's sleeping, sleeping chamber, and scandalous tales multiplied uh, when Noyes published his first annual report. The document chronicled the uh, assets, members, and history of the Oneida community. As a branch of the Kingdom of Heaven, Noyes wrote, the society banned private property, monogamy, and sexual shame. Physical union he maintained was a holy as the Garden of Eden and God in Heaven, and perfecting it as a form of worship, Noyes insisted required that what he called quote a male consonance okay the suppression of ejaculation oh yes oh you get the blue balls man members uh mastered this technique through careful practice as noise explained a boatman approaching a waterfall uh would reach quote a point on the verge of the fall where he has no control over his uh, course. <laughs> they're edging. Is what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. But if he was willing to learn, quote, experience will teach him, end quote, how to remain uh, devoutly in the, quote, the religion region of, of easy rowing. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah. just tug on it until you're about to shoot and then yep. stop. Yep. But women were allowed to just... <laughs> climax yeah well that's also because you know we got the juice like yes <laughs> you know women can do all that stuff but like without uh you can you can make a bunch you can bake a bunch of stuff but you need the batter to do so and you know when yes. only one person has the recipe for the batter true you, you know so Noyes was eager to send his report to a wide audience, including the governor of New York and Horace Greeley. Yeah, because I'm sure Tribune. the governor of New York wants to hear about you not coming. Probably. <laughs> uh, he was sure that Oneida's publications would draw uh, legions of new followers. 
From his printing office at Oneida, he mailed his weekly newspaper, the Free Church Circular, to everyone who that wanted it with Free no circle ch- jerk. Yes, <laughs> with no charge. He was certain of the power of religious journalism and aimed to create a uh, theocratic daily model modeled oh, on the Greeley's on uh, modeled on Greeley's uh, popular New uh, New York Tribune. So I guess this right here is probably a good time. We'll just take a a brief break and we'll come back and we'll finish this off. Yeah, this dude's a fucking weirdo so far. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <sighs> I mean. It gets, it's, it's, yeah. Weird. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, weird. So we're going to finish this off. Uh, so for the next 30 years, Oneida. 30 fucking years this goes on? More. Holy shit. It actually went on beyond this, but it's kind of still there, sort of, kind of. No. A little bit. Uh, Weird mountain fuck cult still going on? No, no. Oh, they changed it. Yeah, it's changed. Oh. Uh, so, so for the next 30 years, the Oneida, flour- Oneida flourished. The community, which in the early years numbered about 2,000 pers- 200 persons, I'm sorry, uh, earned a uh, precarious ex- uh, existence by f- farming, logging, and I'm sorry, earned a precarious existence by farming and logging before the arrival of new- a new member who gave the community a steel trap that he had uh, actually had invented. Manufacture and sale of Oneida traps, which were considered the best in the land, became the basis of a thriving group of industrial enterprises that included silverware, embroidered I, silks. Just about to ask about that. And canned fruit. So I was like, I wonder if this is where the silverware yes. company is, because I've got a bunch of that stuff. Um, I So, now i got to stop here and talk about the, the traps. Now... I did say that the traps um, kind of came from this one guy, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the traps were so good because the guy, well, he was a trapper. Uh, yeah. And he was a world-famous trapper. John. Um, No. Goddamn, that was good. I know, but wasn't that. I actually don't remember his name. It was in the, it was in the book. I, mean, we I apologize. Go um, good, we can. Trapper BJ Honeycutt. Mm, no. <laughs> Trapper John works. BJ was the better of the two, though. Yes, he was. What the hell's BJ stand for? I don't know. His his BJ. Yeah, his mother's name was B, and his father's name was BJ, J. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are fucking old. They're making jokes about mash. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. We get it. Eat my ass. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, so he actually had heard about um, the community, so he went there, like many others, kind of arrived, liked what he saw, liked, you know, the atmosphere and everything. So he said, you know, fuck People it. just banging everywhere. I'll, I'll, I'll join. So he, you know, was got kind of like, you know, noise kind of got interested in the, um, in the traps and was like, hey, how the fuck do you make these? And he was like, well, I'll show you. So he kind of showed him how to make the traps, and one thing led to another. They kind of set him. No. Oh. Uh, he kind of set up a, a little um, that their little business with making traps. They had, like, a whole, like, assembly line going hmm. where they would, you know, get these 
traps built, make them, and get them fucking sent out. And this is kind of like where they made their money. Yeah, it makes sense. Was on stuff like this. Now, the central feature of the community was the custom of holding criticisms, ses- criticism sessions, or cures, the practice that Noise had discovered in his seminary days at Andover. Um, they were attended by the entire community at first, and later, as the community grew, were conducted before the committees uh, presided that presided over that were presided over by noise. Mm-hmm. Um, for those subjected to criticisms, it was nerve uh, nerve wracking ordeal. Yet the sessions uh, probably had more therapeutic value as um, seems of releasing feelings of guilt and aggression. It's the only thing they're allowed to release. So yeah, well, sort of, not really. They were allowed to release other too. They but different. It was like we'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the criticism sessions were also a shaming technique that enforced social control and were a highly successful device for promoting community uh cohesion. Mm-hmm. So people they they would like men would get in the middle of a circle and they would just, you know, be belittled or you know, tell them, hey, well, you're bad at this. You you're fucking bad at suck. That. You're an asshole, John. Um, but kind of like got everything out in the open. Yeah, uh, that's the best way. Like, you don't just you can't bottle shit up. Well, better to just uh, be it, out with it. You yeah, know I mean? it was kind of like, kind of. I think it kind of came down to like, just a little bit of uh, making shit up. Ah, you know, after a time, a fashion because, I mean. You can only, you know, be like, oh, well, you suck at this. You it's know? Salem without calling each other witches. Yeah, it kind of turned to like little petty things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Noise also believed. He turned my goat into a chicken. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, uh, Noise also believed that people should create children intentionally rather than through haphazard sex. But John Humphrey Noise believed the Christianity view of sex limited to marriage. Uh, had the effect of sexually starving young people from the age 14 until they oh, wed. Oh. Uh, he solved the problem by having young men practice having sex with older uh, perfectionist women who had <laughs> gone through menopause. Okay? Oh, shit. He's doing some MILF stuff here. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. They had gone through menopause. Yeah, so they can't get pregnant. Yes. Yeah. This, this, this is its own category on websites. Now, <laughs> uh, that way... Young men could practice delaying gratification, which noise preferred method of birth control. He also believed women had the right to choose whether to have um, a child. Now, noise reserved most of the uh, committee's young virgins for himself. Uh, also, of course. Also, I have to stop right there because the women were actually taught the same. Uh, about having sex, mm-hmm. but they were taught by the older men, okay, who were the the like kind of like the fathers of the community. Yeah, it's still gross. If 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 everybody knows what I, I don't know, some people might not know what I mean when I say you know he's a like a, a village commu- elders kind of yeah, thing, yeah village elder community father, which is 
basically an elder of the community that, you know, that um, everybody looked up to. It's a dude in his 40s or 50s fucking a teenage girl. Yeah. That's what it really boils down to, which is yucky. Yes. Which is yucky. But as they thought, it was the only way to teach them Mm. how to have sex because, I mean, you weren't, you know, going to go you you that man knew when to stop sure before because he was proficient yeah mm-hmm. in it, and he could know when to hold himself yeah yeah before uh he blew his load so to speak you're very articulate through all of that you're like yeah before he just fucking everywhere yeah, he was like know. push yeah it's uh, still fucking gross it is it's it's not fucking gross. It's gross. No, it's fucking gross, dude. It's uh, it's, it's ugh. yeah. These so, are the kind of people that someone should have really like. <sighs> they didn't have wood chippers. Maybe put them in like a cotton press or something. <laughs> Just fucking squash them flat. Yeah. So yeah. so noise, you know, reserved the uh, community's young virgins for himself. Mm-hmm. I said another odd practice. No, no it's not. If no. you're a cult leader, that's not an odd practice at all. Uh, Men asked women to have sex through a third party. So, like, <laughs> hey, ask her if she wants to have sex with me. You know. Uh, How many dudes just, like, pulled the pulled the move of, like, hey, so I, I, I need you to ask your friend if she will have sex with me and just leave the other dude completely out of it. I know. I mean... I'm- I don't think they were supposed to do that. It doesn't matter. Listen, it was up to the women to say who they wanted to have sex with. Mm. So they could be like, no. Like a prime example. If you listen to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. From this past week, uh, we talked about a guy who was actually turned down by said women. He could have. Yeah, but he had a, he had a weird smelly dick or something, too. I don't know. But, I, I'm pretty sure that we came to the conclusion that his dick his dick smelled. Probably did. Uh, smelly dick. And that's why syndrome. he didn't get none. Yeah. Yeah. So, in in having that third party, I guess, according to them, was kind of cushioned that letdown. According to them, I don't think it did. Probably not. But by 1869, uh, John Humphrey Noyes began encouraging the the best and brightest young people to have children. He called it uh, uh, stirrup culture. Others called it eugenics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's plenty of dumb people that fucking have dumb kids. There's not a lot of smart people that fucking have smart kids. Yeah. And that's kind of a problem. Because eventually we're going to run out of people that know how to, like, you know, how electricity works. And we're just going to have a bunch of people that are real fucking stupid. We're already headed that way as it is. So. Yeah, but. Eugenics is a fucking. Well, I mean. Slippery slope. Right. But encouraging people that are intelligent to have kids to keep, you know, some intelligent people in the world is not a bad thing. This is how he thought they were intelligent. Let's put it that way. Okay. Maybe they weren't intelligent in the fucking world. And some of the eugenicists that thought that people were stupid you know, and different shit were actually dumb themselves. 
Well, but, yeah, that's how that works. I mean, uh, you know, so that's so like Hitler putting all the Jews in camps when he was, you know, part one himself. He was not. Well, his grandmother was. No, Sorry. He, actually, he wasn't. No, he was never a Jew. Well, he only had one testicle, though. So whatever. Yeah. And he was a terrible fucking painter. Probably. There, I said it. Hot take. Hitler was an asshole. <laughs> so that's when the community began. Wow, that was a fucking transition and a half. I mean, I know it's a stance to take at this point in 2023, but Hitler was kind of a piece of shit. I might get some hate for that, but man, I'll stand behind it. Mm. So this whole, you know, having selective breeding, we'll call it. Yep. Uh, that's when the community began to have trouble because parents wanted to raise their own children and families also began to raise their children uh, for a competitive capitalist society rather than for the communal good. In 1879, John Humphrey Noyes heard a rumor that he was to be arrested for breaking the state's uh, marriage laws, so he fled to Canada. Uh, he would actually die there on April 13th, 1866, and the Oneida community went on to form a corporation. The business uh, leaders determined the new companies, sorry, the new company's most profitable products were uh, platens were plated spoons. Uh, eventually, the Oneida Company grew into the world's largest producer of flatware. Pretty gangster silverware. I've got a bunch of it. Yeah. Now, I have to do, do have to say, uh, to end this, that there was a lot more that goes into this whole community mm-hmm. um, that I got from listening to the book uh, Assassin in Utopia by Susan Wells. And the reason I mentioned it, that this is that there there was a lot more that went into it. It's because I feel that uh, to go into that, to every little bit of it, kind of would drag this whole oh, thing yeah, on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we kind of get boring. You have to be selective with the information, especially from a, a um, large source like that, like a book. You can't put it all in there because it gets boring. You're like, yeah. I, I don't need to know what they had, what fucking color his well, socks were. The thing was, is like they, there was like a lot more like to the fact that okay, when they kind of wanted to have their own thing, well, wanted to raise their own kids. Well, okay, that that was one of the part. But then when he left, things kind of, uh, as as the book said, they kind of. Uh, let loose a little bit the floodgates let mm-hmm. loose and he had one of his sons take over ah. and one of his sons wanted to change a lot of things um and because he was younger yeah you know um and he, and he didn't and then some, some of the older people didn't like what was going on so they kind of wrote back to noise and we're like hey listen this is what your son's doing so your idiot kind of, kid yeah so he kind of like <laughs> took back the reins even though he was in niagara canada yeah and they're like okay but then his wife niece or his niece wife that's a thing yeah yep who he had kids with and who she loved him and blah 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 um Kind of was like, yeah, well, I like everything, all this other stuff, but, you know, yeah, I want to be able to pick my own partner, too, 
and I want to be able to do what I want to do. And, and the son was kind of like, I want to do the same thing. Uh, so it kind of like it, it kind of imploded upon itself. Oh no! Where people wanted to like be able to not be told who they wanted to have sex mm-hmm. with, and so like uh, before like everything kind of came to like a, a head and everything was kind of like put out. Hey, you can do be whoever you would really wanted to be with. I guess um, his niece, wife, or whatever. I don't think they, I don't know if they were actually married. Uh, she was reported to have like having had sex that day with like I don't know like a half a dozen men. Oh shit! Yeah, she's the conductor of the like, train, man. Uh, like I guess there was like a day where like people were just fucking, just straight up, like one partner to another, just fucking bam, 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 bam. Yeah, like let's and, get it done. And that's how you get an itchy crotch. It is. Um, and so I mean. Yeah, it was kind of a, just kind of, you know, just a little bit, like, too much that I thought. Um, so I was like, you know, well, um, I was like, eh, I don't really want to go into all that detail because it doesn't really have anything to do with how the, you know, it's kind of like a, um, I don't know. I try, well, I guess I'm trying to say, how am I trying to put this? Like, just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You know. Um, a cool fact, interesting fact, is that Noise himself was actually related to a president uh, he, through his mom. His mom was the aunt of Rutherf- Rutherford B. Hayes, the 19th president of the United States. And while Hayes was in office, he knew about noises little community and just let let it be and let it be didn't say a fucking word kind of secretly approved of it a little bit because he like oh you, you I'm know what i'm gonna say this you know with a name like rutherford he's a freak i'm like, gonna say, he's yeah. into some shit i'm gonna say this um dude's during, got pictures of feet in his walls and stuff oh yeah during this time let's just say this uh jfk wasn't the first president to fuck around on his wife they all do. Are you kidding? Garfield was one of those that fucked around on his wife. Like, he... he uh, when... um, This is the part I didn't share during the episode. So, Garfield, when he became... Before he was president... Um, he was a cat. He was in the army. Oh. Okay. And he got married. To You know, and... While he was... Oh, Jesus. While he was out fighting, doing whatever... Somehow he met this woman who he liked or whatever, and then they began to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they were fucking. Yeah, and, that's what you do. Uh, then he <laughs> he felt so bad he had to tell his wife. His wife's like, oh, you never do that. His wife was like, bitch, you ain't fucking leaving my ass. Screw you. So she like refused to leave him. And, uh, it, you know, but like, he kept going on. Like, he would, like, do more and more and, like, a lot of the other presidents were doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, they it was, all do. It was uh, like, oh, hey, you know, because at this time, I mean, they didn't really, like, your wife kind of was like, did what she wanted to do. She wasn't really t- too much at the house. Yeah. Um, Because it was more of like a place of business, really. Yeah. 
I mean, I think the only president probably in history that hasn't fucked around on his wife is our current president, but I don't think he remembers where his dick is. Um, I don't know. He couldn't find it without a teleprompter. <laughs> I bet there's a few, like I bet you George didn't. I know George didn't. George I, Bush? No, Washington. He might have, dude. He might John have. John Adams didn't. How do you know? I don't know. How do you know? I don't know. Just saying. Because he's your favorite president, he did nothing wrong? Benjamin Franklin's my favorite president, and he did all kinds of gross shit. He wasn't president. I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, that's uh, that's basically uh, the Oneida community. Yeah. I can't say I'm sad that a, a, a yucky sex cult fell apart, but... You know, I mean, it was it wasn't. I guess it wasn't too much of a yucky. It sexual... was pretty yucky. They were fucking kids, dude. <laughs> yeah, they were. I mean, oh, I, mean I mean, yeah, that's he, yucky. He, actually, I, I didn't. This is one of those ones I didn't. Uh, I forgot. I I should have put in here. I forgot to. No, I'm kind of like thought about after. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, when he was, um, I, don't know, I can't remember exactly when it was or why it came up. But um, I don't know if he was got interviewed or or someone else started talking about it, about him or whatever. But it came about that he actually had had sex with kid girls, I think it's like as young as like nine years old. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. And like, because that was like back when, I don't know, did whatever. Like, I guess one time he... um. Wanted to show off how vigor he was, yeah. and he had a whole bunch of girls around, and he stripped naked, and he hopped into a, a pond or lake or some shit like that, and, like, swam out. It was fucking freezing cold, you know, like, freezing water. Dude, I didn't fucking he'd, drown. He'd swim out, fucking swam back. He's like, ugh. And then I guess he kind of got to that point of, like, well, people, are, women are losing interest in me. So he kind of went a little bit younger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like where they're not women, where they're children. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you can coerce them into doing what you want them to do. And like the whole kids thing. Yeah. You could have kids, but you're, you weren't, you didn't raise the kids. And that was the whole part of why some of the parents were like, listen, I want to raise my own kid. Yeah. Because it was more like the kids were raised in a kind of like a nanny communal setting. Yeah. Where takes a village. Yeah, like it was like you know, this other people raised your kid for you mm-hmm. and then the kid would join back in uh yeah. later on. So You don't even know your own kids that way. Yeah. That's stupid. So that's why like most of the parents were like, eh, I don't know. Whatever, fuck my kid, you know? Yeah. I mean it's yuck. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was yucky. But it wasn't the We've definitely most... talked about worse. Yes, we definitely have. For We're sure. definitely going to talk about worse at some point. For sure. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's the Oneida community. And, you know, if people don't like it, well, I don't know. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, seek professional help. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, if you enjoyed this episode, maybe not one to share on the bus. So uh, go over to the studio. Grab some earbuds. Uh or if you want to be a real fucking creep, get the speaker and use that on public transportation. <laughs> um, go whatever you want to get through it in your cart. Dark Windows 15 at checkout gets you 15% off your entire order. Uh, social media shit. You can, uh, first of all, 
you go over to, I don't know if I've mentioned it or not, no. uh, patreon.com forward slash dark windows podcast. Five bucks a month gets you an extra episode every week. They're not free because you pay for it, Kevin. That's how that works. Oh, okay. So shit. Uh, but you can check us out on Facebook, uh, Dark Windows Podcast. Facebook. We have two. We have the fit like the page, and then we have the group. The page you can sign up for, leave reviews and shit. That's mm. cool. The groups where all the fun stuffs happen. Oh, you know, um, Ben posted a thing earlier about group masturbation starting shortly, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he started hours ago because he's five hours ahead of us. Um. <laughs> But if he's still going, good for him. You know, good yeah. for him. Good, that good works. On you, buddy. Um, we're on Instagram, sort of. Dark Widows Pod. Not really on Twitter that much, because uh, Twitter's boring. It's it's not my thing. No, I don't like it. Uh, and it's all just people bitching, and I'm, I don't. Bunch of bitches. I don't want to listen to people bitch. I listen to myself bitch enough, so yeah, it is what it is. Um. So we got to record Patreon now. And uh, again, yeah, five bucks. You can come listen to that one, too. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, until next week, for all you sons of bitches that don't want to pay us, uh, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. Bye. Bye.